I am Valerie Englert. I'm the senior pastor here at First United Methodist Church of Garland. Merry Christmas, everyone. It is wonderful to be with you together in worship this evening. So at the risk of it being a little bit of a letdown, after such glorious music and hearing the story told, we are flipping over to a scripture that I think we skip over quite a bit. We are in the letter of Titus. Where might you ask is Titus? It is behind 2 Timothy. Where is 2 Timothy? It is behind 1 Timothy, toward the back of the New Testament, okay? So we are in chapter 2, and we're going to hear just a few verses beginning with verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So this little letter that's about a page and a half long in our Bible was a letter that was written to a young pastor named Titus who had been appointed to plant a church on the island of Crete. And early in the letter, the writer of the letter, who was uh, most likely a disciple of Paul's, was very clear about what he thought about the Cretans. That they were all liars, and that they were all gluttonous, and that you had to watch them very, very closely because they didn't know how to behave. And so the letter writer is writing this young church planter, Titus, to give him a list of instructions about not only how to conduct himself, but also what he needs to instruct the Cretans about. For Crete was a very culturally diverse very worldly city with already an old, old culture with all kinds of religious practices going way, way, way back before there was even a notion of monotheism. So, you might be thinking, preacher, where's the baby? Where's my angel? Where's the shepherd? Because it is easy, I think, to slip into kind of a moralistic place when we hear this list of to-dos just in that little passage we just heard. Being upright and being righteous and all those kinds of things. And yet, and yet, in the first verse that we just heard, we've got all of the gospel right there. In one little phrase, 
our salvation is pure and has come to all. And the assertion that the writer of this letter has is that God's salvation can appear in Crete, of all places, with all of, all of the difficulties of the Cretans, according to that writer, God in Christ can come to Crete. Now, I don't know about you, but I was reading the headlines this morning, and my daughter and my husband and I were sitting at the kitchen table, and the newspaper looked a lot like news out of Crete. Killings, abductions, beheadings, people missing for months and months and months, and their families haven't heard from them. And then all of the advertisements gearing us up for the day after Christmas, the big sales, right? Bring your stuff back and buy more. And it seems to me that we've got an awful lot in common with the Cretans, do we not? So the question is, can God in Christ come to us? And the answer that the writer of the letter has is absolutely. For God has chosen to come to us. Here and now. With all of our stuff. With all of our violence with all of our self-doubts, with all of our self-hatred, with all of our nastiness that flies across the airwaves, be it the internet or television or the radio or whatever. Yes. God has chosen once and for all, for all, to enter into our now, in the form of a helpless baby who was in some ways at our mercy because it is this baby, this God-enfleshed baby in which we come to know mercy upon mercy and grace upon grace and compassion upon compassion. This grace that seeks to transform us from the inside out. So that we may truly know the ways of Jesus. Thanks be to God.